welcome to the ship show if you don't know why we call it that you're about to find out jeff newbarth is your host happy thursday everybody welcome to the ship show uh certainly everybody probably has better things to worry about these days than listening to lex and i talk about <laughs> golf shoots and stuff but look uh, maybe we can provide a brief 15 Relief. to 20 minute distraction for your day, but uh, we want to wish everybody first uh, the best in these difficult times. Being safe is the most important thing that you can do and, uh, you know, take care of each other. And look, uh, you know, this is uh, this, this shall pass too. Yep. So I agree. wanted to start kind of from that appropriate thing. What I should have started with is my this goodness, view. what a view. <laughs> uh, we are yeah. currently sitting here in Sea Island at the Performance Center. There's an Odyssey Performance Studio along with an amazing, amazing instruction facility uh, right here at Sea Island, which of course you know uh, is where Davis Love, Zach Johnson, Matt Kuchar, Snedeker, I could just keep reading names and, and you'd recognize every single one of them. And later in the show, uh, our new friend David Angelotti, who is uh, works with Phil Kenyon in, in the putting world, putter guru. who I'm excited to see if Sean is using the wrong putter or not, uh, <laughs> and also maybe try to pick up a few tips myself. But we're going to talk to him in a little bit. Yep. Uh, but first, Lex, we, we got to talk about our week because, uh, man, what what a crazy ad shoot week. Yeah. What a had, good one. This, this shoot, you know, we've done, this was my fourth time going down to Jacksonville to film um, some of our players as they were there for the Players' Championship. And it's definitely, like, one of our better shoots of the year. It's so efficient, and this year especially, we were so, like, well-managed with our time, I felt like, and we made use of all these, like, new things that we wanted to try, which is kind of, like, our theme for the year, try new stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Other words that start with an S. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean – you know, I think I think to me, uh, and we'll get into each of our, our favorite moments of it, what what made this one really, really great was that the team just worked so well together. I agree. And, and the players uh, were just so relaxed and were just so bought in and, and were so excited to, to, to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that was, um, that was really great. Uh, the weather was spectacular, mm-hmm. which which certainly helped. Um, not a lot of wind, which which helped. Yeah. Uh, even the the concert that's normally ruins our Tuesday afternoon shoot because it's like <laughs> 20 feet away from us, blaring yeah. with with jet flyovers and helicopters. Even yeah. that seemed kind of minimal this year. Yeah, we were uh, we were really lucky, I think, this year yeah. with our conditions. As for you sure, say. for sure, for sure. So, um, what were your what was your two or three favorite moments of the shoot? And then I'll give mine after. Hopefully they're not the same. Um, hopefully they're not the same. I guess my first favorite moment would probably have to be like showing Henrik what a boomerang was and then him using it on his own channel. That was yeah, so cool. Lex shot a boomerang uh, and then Henrik liked it so much that he asked for it. Yeah. And then Henrik posted it. But he didn't give you photo credit. I didn't get photo credit, but you know what? That's okay. No, that's not okay. That's crap. Huh? Well, Come on, see, Henrik. This is what I'm going to propose is that I exchange what would have been my photo credit for some really cool sunglasses. Oh, because Henrik has his own sunglass brand. He does have his own sunglass And our sunglass friend brand. from the UK, Sue Page, had some really cool sunnies, and I kind of want some. I wonder if he makes prescription ones. He Maybe. probably wouldn't just to spite me. Probably, <laughs> probably not just for you. All right. What but, was your second highlight? Um, my second highlight, I think, would be a really cool piece of content that we're doing um, with Brandon Grace that will be coming out. Um, I don't really know when, but at some point, um, just it's like a, a – it was kind of an unknown thing. There was a lot of improvising, but I think it's going to be a really cool thing to watch. 
My favorite part of that was Browning hitting ball after ball after ball in the water. I wasn't going to mention Why that. Why would you not mention that? <laughs> because he did it last year, and then he did it again this year, and the poor guy had to really well, – really, you know what? His, poor, his golf game, I feel Full like he gets to that, that fifth hole on the valley course, and he just – chunks if, like if, immediately yeah i mean the maintenance crew and the amount of resodding they have to do yeah. after matt browning hits hits sand wedges <laughs> into the water every year it's it's pretty unreal. brutal all right what was so, your third oh man i have to have a third yeah. um you don't have to you could just stop it too uh, well i mean i had some great moments but there's like some things that i don't want to mention yet all right well then stop there uh my favorite one it starts and ends with phil yeah. uh we got two hours with phil and 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 look <sighs> You know, Phil is I Phil is a you know Phil is a legend, and anytime he gives you two hours, you better take advantage of it. And I think we did. We have so much great content, but it was the stuff kind of between the takes yeah. it, it, that that what baited for me. Um, so what we did is we we had Kyle Berkshire, the world long drive champion, pretend to be a member of our crew. Mm -hmm. And then we snuck him out next to Phil and, and basically bragged that a guy on our crew is bigger calves than Phil. <laughs> and then it just kind of went down from there. There were yeah. bombs hit. Uh, everybody kind of wins in that one. Uh, and then my second one, which which was my favorite moment that didn't quite go the way I planned, yeah. is Henrik and, and the European Tour did this amazing video where it was like most Google things with Henrik. Henrik. It was pretty good. And he was starting to get annoyed in the video because they kept asking him the same question. Well, because so like, people kept Googling whether he was injured or right, not. Whether, so basically the end of the video was either, and you got to watch it, europeantour.com find the video googled questions with Henrik Stenson but it was either every question was either Holland Scotland Henrik Stenson's injured yeah and so I I literally had Lex transcribe the video and then I read it to him word for word verbatim and I wanted him to get the point that we were just ripping off the exact same European mm -hmm. tour video and he never really got that or he yeah. did get it and I mean, he wouldn't give me the satisfaction just, right he seemed at one point to kind of just like he was like I'm only going to give one word answers and I'm going to make this really difficult for Jeff because yeah. I know that I know what he's yeah. trying to do yeah and then the other highlight for me is my son Landon works oh. every year on the shoot with us mm -hmm. um so uh, I guess this will be the excuse. That instead of sending a note to uh, his school, I'll just send them this podcast. Yeah. But uh, Landon, year over year, probably grew six inches. Oh my gosh! So, so and his many shoe inches. size, his shoe size went from like a like a seven or eight to an eleven. Yeah. So now we wear the same size shoes, so that's exciting. So now I have to watch my shoes that he's not stealing them from me. Even though I only wear one shoe these days, so right. it's going to be hard for him to not to, for much to do that. Hopefully not. Um, but. It was great seeing Landon kind of talk to the players and like Brandon Grace, who who's done the shoot with us, who did the podcast with us on Tuesday. You know, just the fact that the players kind of recognize him and all say to me like, "Wow, he's getting big." Uh, but the 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 moment for me was in 2012 uh, at Golf Channel. I was covering the birdies for the Brave event with mm -hmm. Phil, and I brought Landon to that. And Landon was in 2008. He was or 2012. Oh, he was much younger ago. than he is now, so eight years ago. Six. So he was six years old. I did the math in my head. Thank Fourteen you. minus eight is six. Or I said it before you. You, you did, but I was <laughs> I was making sure that I had the math right because you don't want to ever get your kids' <laughs> ages wrong no. or their names wrong. No. Um, so six-year-old Landon. So I showed that picture to Phil, mm -hmm. and Phil's like, "Oh my God!" Because also Phil didn't look the same either. No. Um, so at the end of the shoot, Phil called Landon over and and took another picture with him. So Landon, at some point, if Cliff will ever send me these pictures, <laughs> I keep asking him, we'll do a side by each on his Instagram. Feed. I I came up with my third moment, what which is also with Phil. So um, Daniel, who's one of our coworkers here at CMP, Daniel's not him. here today, but I don't know um, where he, went. he, for, you know, I think we've talked about it a little bit before for a year, he did these like jump photos and now we've kind of started this series with them, some of our players and he got a jump photo with Phil and then Phil encouraged him to like do like, like 
impersonate his jump and it was amazing that that photo moment was was so good it was absolutely amazing and Daniel's hops and and it's one thing like I'm sort of getting to the point where I'm a little numb to it when he does it in person yeah because um the the amount of of jumping is is like you know when you see it live it's not as impressive as when you see a still image of it and you pull the thing out so so I'm not going to give away Phil's reaction to it because I want us to be able to post that to to the Callaway channels but I'm showing everybody who's in the room right now uh Phil had him do something exactly what I hoped Phil would have him do and and it it was memorable yeah it was really really great uh make sure you check out callawaygolf.com and our social channels all this content is going to be rolling out over the next couple weeks look we're all in the same situation that you guys are we don't know what what the next couple days are going to bring uh we're all traveling back from the east coast to the west coast you guys are all going today i go tomorrow um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to stuff as quick as we can, but I promise you guys, we've got some amazing, amazing content that you're going to love. Yeah. You know what else you. you're going to love is the putting content we're going to create today. That's right. With our new friend, David Angelotti. Have I said it right? Have I got Angelotti. it right both times? Angelotti. 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 Gosh, I have such a block on this. <laughs> the problem is Phil Kenyon said your name when we had dinner like five times, oh, and just, I can't understand just him. Just always blame Phil. <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it? Yeah. So welcome to the ship show. Uh, thanks for welcoming us into your home. Uh, thanks we're for having me. We're here in Sea Island. Can, can you kind of set the stage? This is about a one-year-old facility. Can you kind of describe for people kind of where we are? Because people know this is the home of the RSM Classic. Mm-hmm. They know that there's multiple golf courses here. Um yeah, Set the so, stage for where we are. So Sea Island is a corporation, right? Uh, as a whole, we have what's called the Cloister, the Inn at Sea Island, and the Lodge. Right now, we're on the south end of what's called St. Simon's Island, and that's where the Lodge is set. So we have um, both the Retreat, uh, Plantation, and then Seaside Golf Course. Retreat's across the street um, right next to the airport, but uh, two courses on property here. And which are the two that the RSM Classic uses? Plantation and Seaside. Okay. So Seaside, the players uh, will play the most, and then Plantation, they'll play one day of the tournament there. So whichever course you start on, you just play the opposite the next day. Whenever I hear Seaside, Lex, I think of Cardiff Crack. I do too. Seaside Market instantly. Yeah, it's a San Diego thing. We'll send you some. Anyway, continue. So so then this facility got built about a year ago. Yeah, so um, the two years ago – was when we had uh, all of like the remodel for the practice facility um, next to the cottages. The cottages were built, the um, pool house, and the um, racetrack uh, putting course. And so then from from there, what we did was we transitioned over from our old performance center, which is now called our King Cottage, mm-hmm. to here. And so when I first got here about two years ago, this had just been starting to, to kind of come up and be being built. And so we opened late March of last year. So we're, we're really close to getting to a full year of being in the new performance center. And, and what brought you here? Because you worked with Jim McClain. Mm-hmm. And now, is it fair to say you work with Phil Kenyon, even though Phil's like, it's like where in the world is Phil Kenyon? You can never really <laughs> keep up with him. Yeah, so um, basically, I, I moved down to Sea Island um, for the prestige and the name. And then, you know, the facilities, the golf, the golf, the hospitality, Southern hospitality, and then the barbecue, you know, barbecue and work with Phil. Right. Yeah. And so, yes, I would absolutely say I work with Phil. Um, I'm we're always in constant contact between each other, you know, sending each other putting strokes. Um, and, you know, we have a little group chat that, that we're all always contributing to, which is really nice. Nice. Well, today we're going to pick your brain with video mm-hmm. as the format and photography of Cliff decides to take a few pictures. <laughs> uh, and, and we're going to work on like seven or eight different putting concepts and stuff. 
when you first get a student who walks in asking for a friend, if I were to walk into the putting studio, what would I see? Because this is the most state-of-the-art advanced putting studio I've ever seen. Tell people what's in there to help people get better. Yeah, so basically what we have is a movable platform. And the platform is called Zen Green Stage. And what it is, is it's a dual planar platform. So the north and south end of the platform can move independently of each other. To so create break. To create break. So we Got can it. create uphill break, downhill, side and then also double breaking putts as well, right? Where we can tilt the green opposite sides. And then what we have is what's called putt view. Putt view is a, a virtual reality projection that allows us to accurately show what the break's going to happen yeah. on that surface, right? You know, we have a photographer here. We could like text him to come in here. Lex is taking <laughs> pictures while we're talking. And so um, what we use for inside the studio is called Sam Putt Lab. I Sam love Pu Sam Putt Lab. Sam Putt Lab is an ultrasound device that accurately measures the putting stroke. So it gives you, you know, 45 some parameters of your putting stroke. And it also allows to build up a 3D model of what the putter uses. So we're utilizing that to help the player get concepts based off of what their stroke looks like and what they do. Then we have GASP. Uh, lab systems, which is... That's what I do when I putt. <laughs> yeah, gas. And so what we do is we take initial video and then we take after video so that we can kind of compare because, nice. you know, 40% of the population is about a visual learner. Yeah. And so we kind of combine all of those technologies together to create what is the putting studio. All right. Well, I have a few issues with my putting game, but I'm going to pick your brain I have we're some. Done. Lex, uh, on this podcast, has been well-documented that Lex tends to hit a three-foot putt uh, sometimes slower than uh, certain people swing their driver. We are getting better. So she's working we on it, things, but uh, I think yeah. you have your work cut out with this group. <laughs> I think you have your work cut out with this Challenge group. Challenge accepted. What, what made you want to specialize in the short game? Because I'm always fascinated by instructors, whether it was Pels, who was sort of the first one, who was sort mm -hmm. of called a putter guru. Uh, you know, Phil, obviously, is, yeah. is the best on the planet right now. What makes you want to specialize in putting? So ultimately, like that time that I was at Jim McLean um, down in Dallas and Fort Worth, Texas, I uh, eventually took a SWOT analysis of my own teaching, right? Um, and I just looked at like, okay, well, what have I learned since I've been here? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What's the opportunities out there? And so um, I had a, a interview with uh, John Birkin who's a good friend, and he basically was like, hey, there's like all these different types of certifications that you could go through that helps any part of your game mm -hmm. and helps any part of your teaching. So what I ended up doing was reaching out to Dr. Rob Neal of Bi uh, Golf Biodynamics because he worked with the Jim McLean Golf Schools very closely with his 3D system, and I asked, who would you you know, go learn from, or who would you go take a putting lesson from? And he directed me towards Flat Stick Academy and David Orr. And so uh, my journey into putting started there where he just basically splattered my brain all over the wall um, with his 3D research that, that he had done. And then from there, um, David and Phil are very, very close friends. Yeah. So I got to know of Phil and about Phil through David. And then from there, the more questions I had about putting instruction, the more answers I got. And the more answers I got, the more questions that I had. And so what happened was I learned so much so quickly that it, it like intrigued me more and more. And so I still feel like I'm learning today. So if you were going to like address when you're first like meeting a student, like what is, what's the first thing that you 
do with them besides like when they when they're hitting. And do you have a backboard for that thing? Because if she goes on that thing and putts, you you may you have windows on the other side. Yeah, yeah, we can put a ramp up there, and and you'd be just fine. Yeah. Um. So basically, when a person comes in, you're just starting with a conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Where do you feel your putting is at? Do you feel it's a strength? Do you feel it's a weakness? You know how how is their putter when the they're coming in with it. Is it, you know, 14 years old, beaten, bent, you know, or is it brand new because they swap putters every four weeks, Mm -hmm. right? So ultimately, like, it's just asking a bunch of questions. The more questions you ask, you know, the better it is for that player to open up to you. Because most of the time, if you ask poignant questions, what happens is they tell you what the problem is, Yeah. Yeah. right? If you can get to that root cause problem quicker just by, you know, having friendly conversation, that's that's the way to do it. Odyssey, uh, obviously, the putter that you choose, the putter mm-hmm. that Phil chooses, uh, quite a few Phil students use it as well. Why do you find the technology, whether it's, the new micro hinge star insert, whether it's the stroke lab shaft, whether it's the triple track, which if you've not tried a triple track putter, you're insane for not at least trying it. Mm-hmm. Um, insane may be a strong word, but I feel strongly about this subject. Um, what has Odyssey kind of shown you uh, in the time you've been associated with them, and, and why do you think uh, that the putters uh, stand up? Well, one thing that I think Odyssey does really well is that we have so many options, right? Every single player that walks into the studio is different right? Everyone might have glasses such as yourself, Mm -hmm. no glasses, might have contacts, might see differently, right? There are different heights, different widths, everything, right? So with the amount of putters that we have via Stroke Lab Black, Stroke Lab, uh, Toulon, and the um, triple track, that gives us versatility to, to help a larger amount of players and then from there you know what was sean's done and odyssey's done with the the stroke lab shaft you know rebalancing the putter just makes it feel a lot different than than a traditional putter which is which is good in some sense and then from there you know having the movable weights right and different grip sizes different grip shapes all of those things allow us to better fit a player when they're when they're coming in see this is my thing is i i think that especially for beginning golfers and I have some of those in my life, that if they would spend the time with someone like yourself, or actually they should just get on a plane and come here. Well, I don't know if people want to get on a plane right now. When things come down, get on a plane and come and meet with you. I think if you could improve your putting to the point where all you got to do is somehow throw the ball up and get it on the green, and then you know you're not going to do anything more than a two-putt, that's the quickest way to lower your score. Yeah, if if you can avoid three-putting, it – drastically helps um but ultimately it comes down to the first putt distance you know mark Brody and strokes gained has really revolutionized how we think about putting in in general so you know if you chip your you duff your first putt or duff your first chip right. and you have 60 feet yeah. right a two putt's a really good putt at that totally. point yeah right but if you hit the perfect chip to three feet a Eggies. two putt's uh-huh. not acceptable in, yeah. in in that scenario so what, situation. what do you think the distance is that that you got to make it every time like when you're working with students, what, what's your goal? If you said to me, Jeff, make everything from blank and in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say 10 feet, right? Ten, you want to make every 10-footer? No, you're, of course not, oh, but okay. that's the goal, right? Okay. Your goal, like how, how I frame it to, to better players is that – Well, I'm not if, better. If you, he is just, better. Just Don't let him be modest. Anybody, if you can make the short putts inside of 10 feet, right, right? and then you just kind of survive outside of that and you two-putt from, you know – 
um, outside of 30 feet and maybe chuck in a one putt, you know, from 12 to, to 15 every now and then, you know, your strokes gain is going to be pretty close to, to being neutral. And then what about in terms of practice? What do you recommend the average amateur golfer practices if they if they have an hour to an hour and a half a week to practice? Because let's face it, a lot of people work, have yeah. jobs, can't just be here at beautiful Sea Island staring like we are out of the water right now. There's people in the back of the range, flags blowing. How much practice should they be putting into their, their sh- uh, short game? Honestly, the more the better. But, you know, with time strains, what what I would say is you want to have a baseline kind of stroke work. So, you know, with Visio products or training aids where your ability to start the ball online gets better. Um, So there's a million training aids out there teaching you to, to, to start the ball the ball online and to aim better. So if you do that on like, let's say a six to eight foot putt straight up the hill, that's a great use of your time, right? Call that block practice. And then doing that same type of block practice on breaking putts would also be really good. So you're kind of calibrating yourself to right to left, left to right and straight. And then from there, if you can do some just like different um, type of performance drills, like a lot of people like around the world where you put four to 10 balls around, you know, Phil used to do that all the time. hundred putts. Uh, yep. For a hundred putts in a row. Like if you did that, just the average golfer did it from two feet. And then once they accomplished that and they had that self of, uh, self-accomplishment then jump it back to three feet which it then becomes much more difficult and then did that and then jump it back to four that's a really good a use of your time working on those short putts and gaining some confidence there um, one thing that we we always like is the spiral drill or tornado you know yeah. where you start at three feet go four five six seven eight nine ten but you do it to a different angle of the slope each time and that's a, a pretty difficult drill to really to, challenging. to complete. So you can do it a, a, a few different ways. You can go through it and just hit putts and see how many putts you make. You can try to make all of them in a row, mm-hmm. or you can even um, you know say, okay, I need to make up until this point, and then if I miss, then then that's okay. But I need to try to make a certain amount out of that. Wow, that's phenomenal. So much for me to that's think phenomenal. about. Well, you know what we should do. Hmm. We should probably get into the putter studio. We should probably start filming. And we should start filming this stuff, or we're going to be here all day. Yeah, definitely. Because we have lots of questions. For I you. do. We, I we have literally a lot could more do this questions. all day. Will you come back on the podcast with us? Because yeah, you could course. actually do this from here. Will you call in? We can yeah, call. Definitely. Um, we could even try to get Sean Toulon to join as well, and then we could sit there in silence as Sean just talks nonstop. Yeah, sure. We won't Sounds get a word like fun. In. Just make sure he's got a bottle of wine. He's good. <laughs> well, wow. to start, he's one to start the Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Always starts yeah. with the Pinot Grigio. I have issues with that. We had a wonderful meal last night at Colton Allison. So yeah. I want to especially uh, thank our good friend Parvon here at the Sea Island uh, Resort and uh, everyone at Colton Allison. Uh, our waiter's name, do you remember his name? Uh, it started with an A, I think it was. Um, so the answer is no, I don't, I don't remember I feel his like name. his name was Alexander, but I could just be okay. generalizing. The the I remember the Somali, his name, his name was Patrick. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was an absolutely phenomenal experience. Sea Island is truly one of the great places on earth. Uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to get here, you definitely want to. There's something for families. You know, if you come to the Cloister, the Beach Club, I've, I've brought Amelia here and Landon here, and, and to be able to get them out on that beach and stuff. And then you get on the golf course. I take Landon late, 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 late in the day so we don't slow anybody up. Just get four or five holes in. Uh, the putting green outside the lodge at night, we saw some guy make like a 30 or 40 foot putt, you know, putter in one hand, cocktail in the other hand. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's got lights on it till 10 o'clock at night. So good. <laughs> Very cool. So good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Ship Show. We will be back on Tuesday. Yep. 
Uh, I'll be in the office Tuesday. Me You'll too. be in the office Tuesday. I don't know what we're talking about Tuesday. I don't Who either. knows what this world's going to be like on Tuesday, Lex? Oh, yeah. We'll figure you it out. You know me. I'm trying to be positive. No, we've got to be positive about it. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. It's just going to be, we just have to adapt and uh, things are going to change. But sure. again, most important thing, everyone, stay safe, uh, stay informed, stay connected, uh, and, and make sure that uh, you're doing whatever you need to do to make all those things happen. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the players. Uh, there is a golf tournament happening this tournament. weekend. They're not going to be fans there for the weekend. Uh, but uh, I'm calling a, a Team Callaway win. I'm not going to say who's going to do it because I haven't looked at any of the scores, so I don't want to say someone who's probably in a bad spot right now. But we're going to get a W this week, and we will see you. We'll talk about that on, on Tuesday, Tuesday on the show. Show.